Welcome to the Boys of the Golden Throne. Tonight we got Teo and AJ. AJ. And we're just going to uh, talk a little bit about well ourselves, what we're doing in the community. Um, we're going to interview each other, kind of like how we started gaming, how we met, um, how we both fell in love with 30K. Um, just a kind of a little breakdown of us, and hopefully you guys enjoy the show. So... I'm going to kind of get right into it and ask uh, AJ over here some very intimate questions. Are you ready, AJ? I am. You are? And I do like long walks on the beach. <laughs> I like a nice Chardonnay. <laughs> um, yes. So, yeah. Um, Wine and dine me first, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I got to buy you dinner first. It's okay. <laughs> uh, so, AJ, who are you? Like, give us a little breakdown of what kind of per- man you are. What kind of man I am? What kind of Who man am you I? are? Oh uh, God! Um, <laughs> where? How do I? How do I answer that? Um, well, I don't know. I um, AJ. You know, I'm originally from Ontario, Canada, from the Toronto area. I've been moved out to the West Coast and uh, about ten years ago. So I'm kind of officially a West Coaster transplant, I guess, by now. You acclimated to it. I'm, yes, I've uh, adapted, <laughs> lost my cold skin and adapted my my wet skin. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't know. That take your, that as you will. <laughs> your icy skin <laughs> melted. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, and I'm jacked on the heresy. Jacked up on the heresy. Well, um, kind of give us a like a, a history lesson. How did you get into wargaming? Um, I guess I originally got into wargaming back, I guess, around grade seven. So that would have been like 90, 97, um, around Warhammer 40k second edition. Yeah, uh, so I yeah. distinctly remember seeing my, my buddy Gord's, uh, brother's space wolves and it was like, what the hell is this? And, and, uh, you know, kind of, that was the original, flame that got lit and a whole bunch of me and my buddies at the time were into it so we all went out and got codexes and picked armies and all you know choosing different armies to spread it out and i originally started playing tyranid second edition and of course having no idea what i'm what i'm getting myself into and probably only like painted five models or (laughs) whatever back in the ugly tiered plastic killer and, days yeah oh yeah i yeah. love that model man <laughs> but uh 
yeah, so that's how I like originally got in and then, you know, kind of like a similar story to a lot of people, you know, was into it for a while and then got out during kind of high school and then the, did my the, toes back. The girls phase where you're like into like not hanging out with smelly guys in a basement, but more into like partying and <laughs> yeah, I guess so. They were still hanging out with guys in the basement, but just it wasn't as much, uh, you know, playing with miniatures so uh <laughs> so yeah we uh I, I basically stepped out for a bit and then came back in uh in college for a little bit like around i guess it would have been third edition tau when tau came out oh when they like and first, first came out when they first dropped yeah and then was in it for like two years or something and kind of lost interest and uh, didn't get back into it until basically just after sixth edition dropped and played. So you like skipped like four, like three or four generations then. Uh, Oh yeah. I was out for a while. Like I, my, my younger brother, I basically got, gave all my stuff to my two younger brothers and uh, they carried it on for a while and uh, kind of lived vicariously through them for a little bit. And, but yeah, took you know didn't see fourth or fifth edition at all just heard the kind of some of the horror stories of, <laughs> of the end of fifth and yeah i like I, I jumped ship at the like the end of fourth and didn't play until like the end of seventh okay yeah, yeah so i got into uh, the beginning of sixth and played demons and eldar and basically once the seventh edition eldar book dropped like i uh i played an all end and wraith army and when everything switched to d it was like well no one's gonna enjoy playing this so i'm just gonna close this book and that was when i like moved on to heresy and uh it's like all right this is let's go to the gentleman's yeah it is a gentleman's gentleman's club yes so uh that i guess that kind of initially spurred me on like i just wasn't liking the scene of 40k and the people playing 30k just seemed a lot more chills and more kind of my style of gaming which is i'm definitely more of a hobbyist before a gamer and when i do play i you know i want i try to strive for everything to be fully painted definitely you know at an event but even even at my own house and and you know have fully painted terrain and you know do do the whole works and uh you know just have fun and drink some beer and throw some dice and not be you know beating face and win at all costs and that's just not my scene so uh the heresy definitely seemed more of uh of where you know my liked-minded players were kind of gravitating to that's cool um when so you got into heresy at the, like the end of like when the heresy almost started then, like maybe um, a few books in. No, I got I, I got in. I definitely bought models before Calf, the Calf box drop. But um, when the Cal like I was, I play Mechanicum, so I was buying models for Mechanicum before the Calf box dropped. And then when the Calf box dropped, I started to really co- collect my uh iron hand so i don't know i maybe i was in for six or eight months before calf dropped probably i think calf is like two years old now yeah it's it would be well it's almost yeah it will be two years old this 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 
November? Yeah, it would be this November. Or maybe, no, end of end of October, I think, came out. So, question is, are we going to get another box this this year? Who I knows? don't think so. No, don't say that. Just I'm... tease me and say, stay tuned. <laughs> it's going to be all jump packers and breachers. It's okay. Oh, man, breachers, plastic breachers would be just... Uh... So good. That'd so many awesome. Imperial Fist armies would just show up on a woodwork. <laughs> yeah, well, and like lots of ZM forces. And oh, stuff. yeah. So That's good. what they should release, a Zomortalis box set. That's like... Yeah, well, that would be cool. That... Some plastic ZM walls, that would be oh, awesome. Oh, balls. Um, so that was like a, like a brief history of like how you got into gaming. Um, like what keeps you in the hobby right now like other than like what's keeping you motivated and like jazzed on making this podcast and becoming an event coordinator like you've been um well definitely like the events is definitely something that's spurred like enhanced my interest in the hobby even more like i i definitely to be honest like the past i don't know what it has been four months seems like a long time since the the whole you know, eighth edition coming out and what's happening with heresy. Is it going eighth? Is it staying in seventh? Now it's 7.5 or, you know, are we going to get revisions to, to, um, the seventh rule base? Are we not like, what's going to happen? I, it's, it's really like kind of made me unsure of the hot or not unsure of the hobby. That's not, I just, I haven't been as motivated to like break out the paintbrushes and, and really in the summer, I, I don't as much. I kind of take the summer more off and go do my other passion, which is camping and getting out in the mountains and stuff like that. So, um, but I would, you know, definitely the, the fluff is a huge, a huge portion of uh, my interest and, you know, trying to get through all the heresy books. I think I'm up to like 22 books in or something like that. It feels impossible to keep up with them, doesn't it? I, yeah, I'm not even trying at this point. Like, I'll listen to spoilers and I'll listen to the amazing, like, in-depth uh, breakdowns that the Age of Darkness does. Shout out to them. Um, you know, just because I'm not going to get around to some of those books for probably, like, a couple of years. So I might as well know what's at least going on in, in, the, in the scene. But, yeah, definitely the fluff. And, um, you know, just I, I love thinking about, you know, what's the next project and you know what's the next event and and what can i do to improve the next event and just getting you know seeing people that are are jazz coming out to the events really gets me excited to you know host host future ones so um yeah i don't know just the community and everything kind of gets me jazzed about heresy <laughs> <laughs> the heresy jazz um yeah so now give me we're going to have a similar story, but it's nice to hear it from the opposite ends. Uh, kind of give a little brief introduction of how me and you met. <laughs> um, yeah, so actually the it's funny that uh, I met you at Kippers last year, which is uh, the Kippers Melee event in Nanaimo, BC. Uh, happens every year in uh, in October, and... Last year, it was actually, that was my first time actually going to a tournament and playing in a tournament. And 
luckily I didn't have to face you and we are, we're on the loyalist side, the good side. Um, you know, the only side to be on (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, yeah, basically, uh, you know, immediately you and I kind of, I think caught on that we're like-minded dudes. And I think we originally met in line waiting for the bar to open. So (laughs) (laughs) I I do believe that's where we introduced each other. Yes. You know, we briefly met before, but that's when we were like, all right, this guy's, this guy's cool. You know, enjoyed a bunch of drinks over the course of the day. And uh, I don't know, do we want to save the golden line for the close out of the show? That's no, a, no, this, feel is, like this we're... is perfect time to bring the whole story because like, <laughs> my half of the story is going to sound very different. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew that I at the end of the day, you know, we finished up our three three games then we had a big APOC game between all the guys that wanted to stick around for a little bit which was an absolute gong show as you know 10 people of most half of which have been drinking drinking heavily throughout the day we got swamped on the on the loyalist side because I think half of us were extremely inebriated but but as we were all packing up our toys to go home and you were licking your wounds after being wiped off the table you're like well i'm gonna go home draw myself a nice warm bath and listen to some chuck man joni and i knew right then and there we were gonna be good friends because <laughs> i love chuck man joni and i never heard anyone do a shout out to chuck before so let alone Big ups chuck man joni <laughs> yeah shout out to chuck maybe we'll try to get him on the show one day <laughs> yeah one day chuck i know you're listening um so, like, that's a brief history of how we met. Um, so what kind of spurred you on to maybe initiate doing a podcast? And Well, you're the one that initiated it. Well, you no, were fishing like... for hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, what, like, what, after I, like, brought up the idea, I was like, yeah, yeah, I could do a podcast. What brought that on? Like, what, what made you think? I don't know. I, I've, I've listened to podcasts for years. Like, I've been, I've been listening to podcasts for almost 10 years. So I got in into podcasts. I, I think pretty early in in on the game and um you know just been listening listen to a mountain of like Kevin Smith podcast in the early days and <laughs> it, it, I, as I think most people that listen to podcasts that are nerdy dudes like us probably listen to one or two but you know always hearing him like anyone can do this so it's definitely like something and listening to all the guys, you know, making heresy podcasts in the community, especially over the last year where they've just been exploding everywhere. Like, um, and, and also putting on events where that was something I kind of shied away from doing for so long. And eventually I did it and I'm like, all right, if I can do this, like anyone can do it. So luckily you have the technology the technical expertise to, to do this. So I just have to show up and, and talk into a microphone. So easy for me, but yeah. Um, you know, just, uh, it's just, a an interesting medium that I'm, I really enjoy. That's cool. Um, uh, last kind of question was, uh, so after you played that first event at Kippers, you seem to get really, he's got really, really jazzed about um, hosting events. I know you did that the Shadow War campaign that one of the other podcasts was like hosting, and like the their like combine, I guess they were doing. Um, what yeah. made you like be inspired to do that event next? Um, well, basically, going to Kippers. Like, I, I think the the original thing that kind of kept me away from 
tournaments was the fear of like that guy of, you know, showing up at a table and just having someone just be a dick and nitpicking rules. And, you know, that's just, I hate getting into rules arguments with people. It's totally like not why I really play games. And I don't, not that I'm, you know, I find those people offensive or anything. It's just, that's not the kind of people, not the kind of game that I'm looking for. So, you know, showed up and played Kippers and played all these, you know, wicked dudes. And, you know, I've, I've met a lot of cool guys in the community. And so showed up and, you know, had a great time. Everyone was super awesome. And that kind of, and I saw just from looking around like, hey, I could probably do something like this. Like no events were happening in, in Victoria. No one was doing heresy events. And, and, you know, I'm not really interested in going to 40K events at this point. So um, I think that really initiated it, like listening to all these podcasts like The Eye of Horus and um, listening to um, like Radio Free Istvan and the Varangian Heresy and, and listening to all these different events that these guys are doing and the narrative stuff and doing dog tags and, and all these really cool sounding things you know it, it just wasn't gonna happen here unless i basically got off my butt and, and did it so um now it's getting to the point though that i feel like i i probably need to stop gaming to actually host them <laughs> host them properly so um <laughs> but you know we're we're gonna go and do a little road trip to go to some other events this year so i can get my fix that way but yeah it's uh it's really inspiring to uh you know spur people on to get these armies painted and see all these different evolving or changing armies throughout you know the different even a couple months apart of the two events that i ran last uh, this year so um yeah really looking forward to seeing what people bring out to kippers this year i think kippers this year is going to be it's gonna be big because there's a lot of new armies coming out like people, people are bringing to it. I don't think anyone's seen being played yet. Well, I know Magnus is going to be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've got like Magnus, Custodes, Scars, Blood Angels. Yeah, there's going to be his Custodes. Nico's bringing his Custodes. Yeah, and Jeremy's bringing Magnus and the Thousand Sons. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of you know different things at play. I, I'm really interested to see what some of the guys from uh, from Vancouver bring. You know, if the I. I I've heard, you know, there might be a militia list, uh, a solar ox. So there is a solar. So yeah, there's a guy who who just bought like a ton of solar ox, just like on a whim, and he's like, "I want to play them so bad." (laughs) (laughs) Better get paid. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Well, that's awesome. uh, Yeah, you ever say something? Go ahead. I know. I just that's the kind of thing that just gets me. uh, You know, gets keeps me interested keeps me wanting to do to do these events and it's just uh seeing other people's enjoyment of them and and you know especially by making these things fully painted as for closers <laughs> yeah um you know it just pushing other people to get get the job done and um you know it can be a, a pain in the ass and even i curse myself sometimes when i make it fully painted and i'm up the night before getting like these last thralls painted or or whatever it is you know i'm cursing myself sometimes but it just makes the events so much more awesome when you show up to a table and you know you're across from another beautiful army that you know maybe even is so nice that you forget 
even what's going on in the game because you're <laughs> drooling over the models as this guy, other guy is just kicking your butt. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. And like um, as you said, you were just you thought you know what someone's got to run these events, so I'm going to run them, and we're going to do them right. And I love that since you started this, it's been uh, painting mandatory, and you really pushed that like involvement. Because it is, it does make a huge difference looking across the table and seeing a fully painted army on beautiful tables. And there's just, it's just like a, it's another echelon of gaming that uh, is lost in a lot of games nowadays. Yeah, it's really too bad. Like I remember at, at Lanasey, um, you know, I walked over to one of the 40k armies that I was just drooling over. I don't know if you saw it, it was the, the, the Eldar army. The Nari one with all the cherry blossoms painted on everything. It was just beautiful, right? And I, I don't know even if it, this happened, but in my in my mind, I'm just thinking because I saw gray plastic armies there, man, and like I couldn't imagine being that guy and like showing up and putting your beautiful painted army that you've spent so much time and super unique, and then you show up and across the table is you know a bunch of gray plastic. I would just that would just kill it for me like for me if that was me i'd just be like you know what you can just have this one i'm gonna go to the bar yeah no doubt that's not gonna make it hard for heresy no not at all so uh but anyway that's that's 40k but that's the that's the general like feeling like i you know and we were getting those people coming over to to our tables and like oh man everything's full painted here this looks amazing and you know i or i want to i wanted to come to this event but I, I didn't get everything painted, so I'm playing in the 40k. <laughs> it's like the bailout option. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but it's true. Like a lot of those people are like, you know what? I'm going to get my 30k armies done now. And like, but yeah, like I remember people at the event uh, looking back at us because we sound like we were having too much fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of just like a little, I want to kind of dive in and have the viewers or listeners i guess uh get to know you a little bit better um, well, let's try let's talk armies before that i think that's the other thing we oh should talk yeah about. we should yeah so like you have as you mentioned before your mechanicum and your iron hands i know you have another secret project you're kind of working on well, it's not so secret now i guess i uh, i kind of <laughs> let it out of the bag on the varangian heresy but uh i i'm di- and been talking about it for what i don't know maybe a, almost a year <laughs> since i met you slowly Slowly collecting, yeah. So it's it's since October or, or even before, but um, working on uh, an Emperor's Children um, army is my other soon to be blossoming army. I've got you know half a box of calf underneath my bed, or more than a half a box of calf. Anyway, enough for the troops, and got two dreadnoughts. Got um, I don't know. Got an HQ. Just need to get a bunch of bits and. Stuff like that. I think I'm going to do like all vets for the troops, so get the full chest upgrades and all that kind of stuff. But um, still, I'm I'm still holding off. I just I just took a an, an airbrushing course uh, with CK Studios down in Seattle for two days and uh, painted up uh, an Emperor's Children Legion specific Contemptor Dreadnought and turned out way better than I could have possibly imagined it it was one of those things that until like maybe three hours before the course was done i was thinking that it was gonna look like a a, it was looking like a piece of just a piece of crap and i'm just like i don't know how this is gonna get 
better and magically it just you know a couple steps later it just it just all came together so pretty stoked on on how that turned out and looking forward to applying those techniques using the airbrush to basically do that whole army um so we'll see how that goes but i'm still working on my never-ending love of uh mechanicum and i've got to paint a bunch of my iron hands so Matt can take them to Kippers this year. <laughs> so is Matt going to start his own army yet? Uh, I don't know. We should maybe we should start. We should start a some pressure on him. Now that he's he, he's he moved. Did add me to Facebook. I'll start pressuring him. All right. Well, he just did moved up to Nanus Bay, up in near up near you, north oh, of you. So. Oh really? Oh, I'll get him. Now that he's like out of the city and you know doesn't have a big city life, maybe he can start thinking about paint, spending some of that time to paint. I doubt well, y'all are ready to do it. Well, I might have a really good deal for him to get started, so don't worry about that. All right. Well, we can mm. we secretly trying to start getting him on that. But, yeah, I got to get... not so secret way since it's on a podcast. Not so secret because it's on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, calling you out, virgin. Yeah. <laughs> he's, the, he's, the, he's a virgin. And his name's Virgin? It is. Awesome. Yes. Um, so we... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've been working on that and constantly working on Mechanicum, you know, still stuff in the box, not 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 built. <laughs> so I I got lots of stuff to keep me busy. So it'll be it'll be interesting, you know, applying the airbrush to now some of uh, these painting techniques that I have for my old armies. That's that's the thing that I don't know how I'm gonna like introduce like these new airbrush techniques into like my old armies so it's easy to do it on a new army but it's uh i'm doing it with my ultramarines and it's not been an easy transition <laughs> yeah i don't know like it, i just don't want them to stand out totally different or it, it will be at least use them for you know basing do mm-hmm. base coats with it at least to speed the process up but yeah so those are my uh my my, I guess now three armies that I'm I'm now working on. <laughs> so no more ideas for any more. Oh, there's always ideas. God, uh, I'd love to do a solar ox um, list or or militia. I, I really like trying to do stuff where uh, that we don't have in the area. So, mm. um, yeah, we don't have an emperor's children army, and I've always wanted to do. I always like to. Ch- do something completely different for each army that I new army that I build and I've never done an an assault focused army. Yeah. So whether or not it's going to be good or not, I don't really care. It just the Emperor's children models are beautiful and there's some um, of the most beautiful in the line. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So you're going to do those up, but yeah, I'd love to do like, we don't have any militia or solar ox players down here and, I'd love to do that, but obviously that's a huge undertaking depending on depending on how you build it. But I think I'd want to do like lots of boots on the ground and kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd almost want to use like the uh, Death Corpus of Krieg models. Yeah, totally. I, I've definitely thought of of doing it that way. But if I think I, I'd lean that way if I was doing militia, but the Solar Ox models are also soul. super cool. Yeah, <laughs> and they're deadly too <laughs> but yeah yeah so yeah they're you know always always dreams of 
future armies. <laughs> Days of, of dreams of future past. Yeah, dreams of no dream, dreams of armies future no <laughs> i guess that would be <laughs> um yeah so let's um kind let's of turn this, let's turn this or, this thing around and uh oh. mm-hmm. pull roll oh, reversal I, yeah roll reversal <laughs> we now i will play the interviewer in this uh in the gamers studio <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes how did you how did you get into gaming? Or who are you? Well, who, are who you? am I? What kind of, ma- what kind of man are you? <laughs> what kind of man I am? Um, <laughs> I'm a gentleman, firstly. No, um, uh, I am a farmer. You're a man that wears bow ties. I am a man who loves a good bow tie. Um, no, I'm a, I'm a father of two, to be two beautiful girls. I have uh, an amazing wife who lets me do podcasts in the bedroom at 9.30 at night when she wants to go to bed. <laughs> She, is she uh, hmm? is she listening right now? Um, I, I hope she is. I hope she's laughing <laughs> in her own head. Um, no, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a bombastic man. Some people would say I'm pretty out there and jovial, and uh, I like to say random things loudly that might be slightly racist if I wasn't brown. <laughs> <laughs> um. My like online tag is Brown Warrior for that same reason. <laughs> yeah, um, I just like to have fun with whatever I'm doing, and I don't tend to let things get me down that much, even though life still does that. Uh, but no, I try to, like I said, I try to hold myself as a gentleman. Doesn't always work that way, but for the most part, I'm a fun guy. Like to be fun, uh, charismatic, people person. And like to uh, get everyone stoked on doing things. <laughs> and you like Chuck Mangione. And I like Chuck Mangione. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of us has got to learn how to play the flugelhorn. It's just going to have to happen. Oh, man. You, you can't just like, you know, we're too old, man. You got to <laughs> Chuck started young. You know, I got to teach my kids how to play the flugelhorn. <laughs> yes, that's what we need to do. You need to start them young. You know, you can't just become like the 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 jewel of rochester new york just overnight <laughs> the, the jewel of rochester new york that's right I, uh, rochester uh, represent uh, yeah so that that's just about me um uh yeah i've right. got much else to say about that i think he's i think he said a lot i think it was from the heart and truthful straight from the heart yo yeah <laughs> all right so how did you get into gaming uh well I got into gaming what sounds like around the same time as you um like just that it was like the end of second edition and started in third like hard um I think it was in like grade eight when I started playing a lot but uh okay I specifically remember it was second edition a friend of my brother's had one of the old GW um catalogs oh yes yeah. yeah. Like, and so I would always just peruse through that. I was like, these things are cool. These things are cool. And me and my uh, older brother would just be like, I want to have those. I want to have those. These are super cool. These are not knowing anything about what anything does. Yeah, just looking at the models. Just looking at the models. And, and then, the, those are the old ones that were like, they weren't even painted. It was just like the pictures of the metal models, right? No, no. This was the, I think it was like 90, 
six catalog. Okay. So they had like all the armies painted in them. So like there was like that- yeah, I remember gravitating to the, actually the randomly the Deathwing, the de- old Deathwing Terminators. Yeah. Yeah, and so we were like looking through all those and never know actually what the game was. And then years later, actually we were in we went on like a family trip to England. And we went to a game store and we recognized all the models and they kind of told us what it was. And then I didn't I wish I had bought stuff when we were there because it was back in the day when you could buy like three land raiders for like 40 bucks. So was this was this an actual games workshop? It was an actual games workshop in England that we went to. In in the UK and that's in, where you learned in like the motherland. In the motherland the actually my cousin who I guess either used to play or played they lived like maybe an hour's drive away from Warhammer World. Like the and I, and we didn't know what it was. Like nah nah nah, let's not go. <laughs> and I like missed my my channel. I think you it was like sucker. I think it was like twelve or thirteen, and I didn't take the chance to actually go there. Oh, I gotta <laughs> yeah. do. I, I'm gonna have to do the journey to Mecca once. Well, if we ever want to go, I've got lots of family who lives in England. We can stay with. Mm. Yeah, so that's it will what happened. Happen. It will happen. So that's <laughs> kind of how I started with gaming. And then when I got home, when we got home, uh, months after, uh, I randomly went into, I looked up online where their game stores that sold this. And it was like the old Upstart Comics in town. And I went in there and I was like, oh my God, all this looks so cool. And my older brother, who uh, had, he's like, I think like four, three or four years older than me three years older than me, um, he'd started working and he bought me my first like box set of Space Wolves actually. It was like a blood claw box set. That's when I started. I started with Space Wolves back in like the end of second, the early third edition. Like Tau had not been released or anything like that. And I started with Space Wolves then and then kind of went on that until like maybe like grade 10. Uh, Playing off and on with friends and then stopped for a few years i kind of got back into it in like i would say my early 20s yeah uh got back into it then played a lot more started like actually building armies not just like ramshackling armies together like i used to like yeah. when, like all teed like all young boys do i just want to be a play with that so i did that well, you just uh, played with what you had in those days right <laughs> exactly so we started like planning armies and then uh a friend started a game store so we were there a lot playing games, and but uh, we kind of put it put it, put it to the wayside at the same time because that was like the time when I was like partying and hanging out with friends and not super focused on gaming. <laughs> right. Uh, but then I didn't actually get back into it until I got with my wife. Like I got together with my wife. Um, we got together. Uh, we were my wife was pregnant, and then. I was playing like competitive paintball at that time as well, and it cost a lot of money, more than miniatures, which sounds scary, but it did. <laughs> and it was a lot of time away. It was like going to the mainland for every weekend on the weekends, like both days. Yeah. So she kind of wanted me home more, which wasn't like a bad, like it was a reasonable question to ask. Like, and then uh, of she kind of convinced me to actually get back into miniatures. So I got back into like playing 40k and uh, actually uh, Malifaux when it like first came out. Uh, I got that because 
my wife was like semi interested in the models so i found a game that she'd want to try to play too uh yes we had some technical difficulties and uh, we're gonna start back up from where i think i was telling you about my wife get into sort of getting into gaming with me so yeah getting back into the hobby and your your wife pushing you on yeah so my wife pushed me on <laughs> to get back into the hobby and the thing that she appreciated about it is that it was it kept me home for the most part and uh there was a big artistic flair in it where you had to paint the miniatures and like come up with the idea of it for everything. Um, so yeah, I started playing again that pretty heavily and uh, actually started going to some like um, local bigger tournaments and doing really well. Um, ended up beating a lot of players, which people deemed my list crappy. But if I've known anything. It doesn't. Really, sometimes it doesn't matter about the list. It's about how you use it. So I did pretty good at yeah. some big tournaments. Um, got like I think the highest I got was like seventh out of like a seventy something person tournament. Sweet, nice. Um, for that, and then uh, I kind of ventured off into other games. Like I did some War Machine and Hordes for a while, and a lot of like a lot of Malifaux. I did a, I did a ton of Malifaux. I actually, used to have a Malifaux podcast um, before. All of the other hosts got too busy to kind of keep it going, which is fine. Um, uh, but that scene kind of died off, and so like, me and my wife were going to those events. We would go through like two or three of the events in like, Vancouver and stuff a year um, to tournaments. Mm -hmm. I kind of got a, uh, uh, a rep as being a hard person to play. Not like a bad person to play, but like it was going to be a difficult game. So on our old podcast, it was uh, Don't Be a Teo. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not a dick, but I used to smash people. Um, and I actually did a whole segment about something called um, the the mindset of gaming and how you should go into miniatures game, like a miniatures tournament, and like how you should be thinking and not. Um, so it was a big like uh, it was like a tournament scene part of me. Um, I started playing War Machine Hordes again, uh, fairly competitively, and I ended up getting like fourth in a tournament, and. I was like pretty obliterated drunk. And after that event, I was like, no, I can't play Warm Hordes anymore. This is silly. But then I wasn't really playing anything much. I had like a small Grey Knights army and just playing like some smaller games with some friends. But then uh, the Kalf box came out. And I, I couldn't resist. Um, I had been wanting to play Heresy since it pretty much came out. Uh, since the I had been reading the books religiously as it came out, and then they came out with the Kalf box set, and they made the game affordable to start getting into. It's still, it was still expensive to kind of get the big stuff, but you could start with stuff. Um, yeah. And I started my Ultramarines there. And the funny thing is, that wasn't the original army I was going to start with. I was going to start what with Imperial it? Fists. Oh. So I was going to start with Imperial what Fists. What made you steer what made you steer over? Well, um, I really liked the Imperial Fist. I thought they were a really good army. I liked. I've always. I had an old Imperial Fist army back in like fourth edition that I really loved to play. But I was going to play it, and then I had a friend come over who was debating and getting it as well. And he played my like tertiary Imperial Fist army, and he fell in love. He loved that army, and I was like, yeah, you know what? If you, he's kind of a a bit of a fickle guy, and 
it was it's always been very hard for him to find a an army that he really like bonds with so i was like yeah you can play it i, I didn't want to play the same thing as anybody else but then the book i think five with the ultramarines came out yeah and i got tempest. to read that tempest yeah and i fell in love with the ultramarines rules um they were they were what i thought a space marine should be which is <clears throat> they should be able to do everything tactically and well so i started ultramarines um and it just so happened that balance is strong <laughs> uh so i end up starting ultramarines and my and like my ultramarines army consists of just like a ton of calf boxes um like i end up having a lot of marines on the table and really like i think i spam like i think 40 tactical marines almost every game uh, so yeah, I started yeah, with my I've, ultramarines and yeah, you've seen my army. I have. I've never played it though. No, you actually. I've I don't think it. I've ever actually played you. We haven't played. No. How does that? We'll how does that? Do a, a grudge match one day. <laughs> a, a grudge match of nothing. Yes. No, no grudge match. A no, no grudge, grudge match. Grudge match. Yeah. Um, and so I started my ultramarines and did well with them. And then uh, so. Yeah, I got my Ultramarines. I'm still having so much fun. And then, yeah, Kippers happens, and I bring my Ultramarines out. And I think it was like the, I think was, that was actually the second tournament I, I I went to. The first one was up a place in Courtney, and that wasn't that was that was fairly good. It was an introduction to 30k. I met John within West and Jeremy there. Yeah. Uh, they came up from Victoria, uh, and we had fun. Um, but it did open my eyes up to a uh, a glaring lack of 30k tournament presence. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> from there, Kippers happened, and then I met you, and then yeah, uh, that's kind of how I, I got of... into gaming, which was just finding my brother's friend's catalog and just being blown away by the miniatures, and then off and on until I'm got together with my wife and we were about to have our first kid and she really promoted me to get back into gaming. It's awesome, man. Mm -hmm. If only my, my future wife was, <laughs> she's not, <laughs> as keen so on it. she's not as keen on it now. Oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. Takes up a lot of room and it's a distraction. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm glad that I'm not the only one that has those. Uh, I think, I think most discussions, most people regardless <laughs> have that one. Yeah, because it, it does take like, up a lot of space, especially terrain. Terrain and like you seem to always have boxes everywhere in the house. Yeah, <laughs> boxes. Yeah, boxes yeah. Oh no, that that box has been here for for. I've had that box forever, baby. I, that's not a new box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So she still she still likes that I do it, but it does take up more room than it. She's she likes. Um, right. On. Okay. So what uh, keeps you in in gaming? Um, right now, people like you. Um, oh, that's so sweet. You know, it, it's very true. I've gone through a lot of walks of uh, gaming life where it's just filled with douche canoes. Um, people who, like, rules lawyer you and, like... That guy. It's not even the guy, that guy during the game. It's like people who like talk about you behind your back because you beat them. 
Like you usually, I lose most of my games, so <laughs> I don't. I don't think I have that problem. Uh, I win a lot of games, um, and I don't. I don't rub it into people's faces. I'm usually very entertaining during the game, and I don't like. I get excited when other that my opponent gets to do something really cool, and it just really yeah. hurts when you play a game and then you beat them fair and square, and then they just talk behind your back about how you're a shitty person, even though it's not true. Yeah, that's 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 no fun. That's no fun at all. And so, the same thing, like you said, with the 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 heresy people, is that that's not what they're like. They're there for, like, the spectacle of it all. Yeah. Um, and just like you, like I was, there was it was hard to have incentive to paint an army when all you paint play is unpainted armies. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree. I I find. You know, going to events and seeing painted armies spurs me on and makes me want to go home and, you know, finish that tank that I've been neglecting or, or start that new project that I've been talking about. You know, it's, uh, it's, there's no inspiration in seeing gray plastic. <laughs> no, there's zero inspiration in seeing plastic. And then, and then, so that's what it was. It was, uh, coming to the events, um, enjoying everybody who plays it having a beer at them and like just shooting the shit with people and enjoying ourselves. Like we're all adults. We don't want to go to tournaments to feel like crap at the end of it. We want to go and have fun and be with the people we enjoy. And the heresy community is 100%. That actually reminds me of the, of the Malifaux community. We, um, me and my wife made a lot of good friends based out of the, in the Malifaux community. Um, and I, I missed playing that game. But uh, the game had kind of, I kind of grown past it. And so, I uh, yeah, 30K was a natural progression for me to want to get into. Something a little grander, a little more... I'm trying to think of a word right now. Just like... Narrative-driven or... Yeah, well, no, Malfa was very narrative-driven. But it was like almost epic standards. Like you feel like what you're doing adds to like the bigger picture of it all, and then how we've been running, how you've been running the events, and me helping out adds so much to that as well. Like having the generals stuff like that, that adds a whole. Oh yeah, yeah. You're not just loyalists and traitor generals in each event. Yeah, like I, 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 I haven't wanted to go into tournaments being like I want to be the person who wins. I want to go into tournament and being like I want our team to win. And I miss that. I used... So that's been really nice to be, yeah, like, try to be on the winning, try to put your effort in to be on the winning side of a thing. So that's what's, that's been what's keeping me in the hobby, actually, is, like, wanting to, like, go and play with awesome people and, like, and actually converting people who were um, kind of dickhole players. <laughs> yeah. There's, uh... uh... Yeah, well, I think that's the the one downside I would say to the the Calf box is it's not even necessarily a downside, uh, but it's definitely because it's cheaper. It, it's gotten uh, more people into it, and you know, I've got this. I, I also one of my other passions is live music and go to a lot of concerts, and I have this this kind of mindset that going to festivals and big concerts is that it, it it doesn't matter like what kind of show you go to 
it, it, you get enough people in a room. It's like you, you get a hundred people in a room. There's going to be one asshole in that room. Yeah. And, you know, just, so as more people come in, you do have there. Are, we, we've seen some like aggressive players coming into our meta and had to have some chats and just be like, Hey, you know, that's why don't you tone it down? Like, do you, you know, yeah, like you, that's not what we're here for. Um, and yeah. it's cool that because, there is that support with everybody within the community that you can do something like that. You can like talk to these people and plan out kind of how you want to want the the community to be and actually have people behind your back to do so. Yeah. No, it's uh we've we've got a really great community here and like the I don't know what would we describe our area lower Vancouver Island. <laughs> I, I guess. guess so. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would no, just say, a... yeah, lower main, lower Vancouver Island, and then we got people coming over from Vancouver too, which I think is awesome. Yeah, no, that's that. That was probably my my favorite thing out of uh, out of Valencey is is really getting those guys coming over from you know a shout out on the Eye of Horus and, and you then, know and just ex- expanding our our crew of people. Yeah, and they were blown away by the event. They were like, this is so much fun. Like, uh, the Emperor's Children player, I don't think he won a game. Darren. Yeah, but he said he had a, a blast. He, was, he, had, he said he had so much fun. Yeah. That's the, I, again, he, he was playing Loyalist. I really wanted to play. Both, both Shane and Darren, the two guys from Vancouver, like, I so wanted to play them, but they were all loyalists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the two new armies on the scene there for that that one event couldn't play them. But nope. <laughs> you know, next time we'll see. Maybe I'll switch the switch sides. <laughs> there you go. You be a traitor. <laughs> ah, maybe we'll yeah. see. So it's really cool uh, that they either got pumped on it and they, they're telling all their friends, and that's the best part about this community is that everyone's so jazz on just like the game of it that they're not they're not coming to crush people for lack of a better word yeah yeah no stomping faces beating baby seals yeah i remember um at at lenacy when i was playing eric and his iron warriors i was i was rickrolling them but we were having like so much fun just like joking around and like um <laughs> saying first place for the boys first, first place, place for, for the, the boys, boys. First place for the boys. Um, and I say my first game against Julian, the same thing. And then John looks over and goes, can you guys shut up? You sound like you're having too much fun. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. It's just because John forgot to wear his short shirts to that event, and he was feeling all all down and bitter about it. So, But, yeah, with it, man, with Eric, I don't know how he can not have a, a fun game with such a beautiful painted Iron Hand or Iron yeah, Warriors. It does, it does help a lot. Best painted at Shadow Wars. Yeah, and then Richard was a super nice guy with his world eaters. Yeah, he he won best overall, and he said he only like he like tied a game and lost a few. Like the fact that we're yeah, focusing no, he... on the player enjoyment and the painting score more than just like win loss ratio is super. It pushes. Yeah, and there's the, that's even gonna be pushed even more at Kippers this year. I know. I I messaged Richard and said I'm coming for you. And he's like, "What?" I was like, "I'm I'm bringing I'm bringing a white army too, and it's gonna look better than your piece of shit." Even though his <laughs> army's beautiful. Yeah, his army is beautiful. If anyone wants to check it out, you can go to uh, 
Victoria Heresy events on on Facebook, and there's a, a little profile album about his his uh, his first place army at uh, at Lancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked like a landslide, wasn't it? <laughs> oh God, he like won everything. Yeah. He like he. I had to skew the votes because like he got all the best painted votes. He got all the best sportsman's votes. Like, yeah, he was just, I couldn't give him all the awards, but I felt, yeah. So though he did walk away with uh, a few very nice prizes, but uh, he did. did. Anyway, Um, let's like get back a little here on track and um, (laughs) never. um, Okay. So uh, we've, uh, we've talked about, What's keeping you uh, in gaming? Um, so, what's uh, what are you doing right now in the hobby? Um, I I'm trying to bench my ultramarines. So I actually like sold off all the things on my ultramarines that made me take the same list every time to force me to try different things. Ah, that's bold. It well, it's so easy to go to like the. It's like going back to like a ham and cheese sandwich when you should try something new. If I if I kept doing the same thing, the army was getting so boring and I was getting so frustrated with it. So the next army I've started is very, very different. Um, I started a White Scars army. And it has not been the easiest to paint or model properly. Um, I still have a but lot of work to do. Beautiful, man. It's going to look so freaking beautiful. Um but yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot of bikes, it's a lot of planes, it's a lot of fast vehicles. So it's 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 a project. Um, but I committed to do white scars for kippers. I tried to do it before Lanasy, but it just the finances didn't work out properly. So, but I got my three thousand point ready. I'm bringing it. I just have to paint it. How how much of it do you have to paint still? Uh, I have painted one bike. <laughs> oh man good luck sir i have like i would say 60 percent of it has the re- the initial reds on it as well so, oh so you got base some base coats so they're all they're all white uh, i think i have like, like i have a few things that still need to be primed white and then the first layer is done and then a bunch of stuff needs a red still on it but i think I, if i can get a day where i can just sit down and do it i could hammer out a lot um but what's actually okay? Taking... So it's, it's going. It's not bare plastic, or, or no, no, it's not bare plastic. But it's primed. going. It's just primed. Um, uh, like the, it's it's a, it's not easy though. Like there's so much. If I've been noticing, like if you if I overwash something, I have to go back and redo the whites because I want the whites to look super crisp. Yeah. So. And you're doing it, the airbrush for those, or? No, actually. Um, oh wow. Really? I'm doing it all by hand. The vehicles will be doing airbrushing, but all the bikes, the smaller things, I'm doing by hand. Um, because oh, bold move, Cotton. Bold move. I think I need a I need a finer airbrush to be able to do it, and my airbrush is more for just base coating. But because okay. the army's white, the base coating comes fairly easily. It's just not screwing up the base coat afterwards that's difficult. <laughs> Huh. Okay. So I'll be like using masking tape and uh, layers to do like the the vehicles, which I haven't painted any of those yet. And I've got I'm gonna have a, a Rhino, four speeders, a Xiphon, a Raptor, and two Sakarans to paint. Oh, you've got you got a lot to do. I thought I was getting worried about what I have to do first. I I got a lot to do. 
don't understand yeah. <laughs> my doingness. Uh, but I, I think I get it. I'm a I, if I st- if I can get time, I'm a super fast painter. Like I think I painted my entire Ultramans army in like a month. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So, so is so, that what you would you would bring to LVO as well? Yeah, that's what I, if I, I would take my white scars as well. Sweet. All right. Um, cool. I remember at the first uh, Shadow Wars event, the guy was telling me that there was like sixty something players at LVO. There's only two white scars armies. Yeah. Um, so that'd be cool to be one of the, those minorities. <laughs> yeah, no, it will be, uh, it will be interesting to see what, what the events are that get announced. I'm, I'm definitely going to try to get the, get into the friendly, I think. And yeah, I think yeah, that'd be see, really cool. see the diversity and of what's on the field. I didn't realize, I but like are. on the world <laughs> poll is like Alpha Legion has got the highest numbers. Yeah, I know. I, I it's uh, it's quite surprising to me as well. I thought it would be something like Death Guard or yeah. Well, I, I guess Alpha Legion can kind of do or Jack of All Trades. So you get power gamers playing Alpha Legion. Yeah, and you could right. do like a strong Alpha Legion army with just health boxes. And there's such a cool like if you get that kind of candied you know look to them and the that like pearlescent blue. blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a cool color. Um, I can I can see it from a hobby's per- perspective of why it's so high, but yeah. Um, and I have a started a bit of a side project. Um, mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine is just like kind of uh, he just didn't want to be in the hobby anymore, so he just gave me a bunch of Marines, uh, some Prosper Marines. So I might turn them into a small Imperial Fist army, so that eventually I can do a Defenders of Terra army. Cool. Yeah. With your white scars. Yeah, white scars. I just have to start a small Blood Angels army. And they can do like a Shattered Legion Defenders of Terra army, which would be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'll bet you they'll have, maybe, I, I wonder if they'll expand some of those themed lists that were in. Oh, uh, probably. In book six. And I just did bunny ears in front of me there. But, uh, <laughs> of course, that's bad radio and no one can see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's what my hobby is. My white scars. Um trying to get trying to get them done i have some ideas of how because like i have like 15 jet bikes or something like that the, and the, so i need the dick to bikes? yeah the the foreskin oh, bikes foreskin bikes right. yeah and so there's a lot like i the flying base is just crap just crap so i want to figure out a new way of getting i thought about like using some of like the um the like the city terrain the GW waves and like make it so like like they're like flying through yeah so they're like glued to a part of the uh or pinned I, into part of like the terrain piece for my um wave serpents in my eldar army i used um i just snipped out a bunch of rod from uh coat hangers and just sprayed oh, yeah. that black and yeah. and put them in that way i like I've been trying to hunt down. It's like I'd love to find a sweet magnet system or something like that um, for them, like a magnet that can sit on the end of a rod. Or I've found a few, but they're like it's not cheap. It's like forty. Oh no, definitely five. not. And it's just like oh really? That expensive, could... eh? Yeah, but they're like they look really good and like multi levels. But it's just like I don't know if I can spend like what did that be like a hundred and twenty dollars, not including shipping, just to yeah. have my jet bikes look like they're flying <laughs> yeah like on i did 
I basically green stuffed magnets to the bottom of the rod, but it was like under, you know, the large wave serpent body. So you couldn't tell, you know, you couldn't tell that there was this kind of big glob of green stuff holding, holding it on, but you wouldn't want to do that for jet bikes. So no, no. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the problem I'm having is kind of different that, but I'm most, Oh, I also have to get two full terrains of tables done before kippers as well. Yeah. Well that, yeah, that's, huh. Well, yeah, that's uh, uh, I didn't get into into that. That's my, what I'm working on right now is these goddamn ZM tables <laughs> and these these build fold folding all these bloody walls for a six by four table. It's just been brutal. Oh, I bet um... I, I should have just bought a ZM table like from Forge World. I've, the amount of time that I've put into cutting the first cutting all these bloody things out. And then you have to fold them, and then you have to glue them, and it's <laughs> and it's hundreds of wall, like hundreds of pieces. It's just it's killing me. I got to get it done though by this weekend because I'm doing a test game for Kippers uh, for our two day event or day two. So big funny mission. thing so, about the Zomortalis for Kippers is the White Scars have um, skilled riders, so they ignore dangerous train checks. So I can literally just have white scars, just bald bikes driving through Zomortalis maps. <laughs> well, don't I've heard they do that in in the Scars book. They do. So they have in the Scars book, they have these like ship to ship boarding like space jet bikes. That's so they have cool. these like super bulky faster jet bikes that have plastic. But aren't they like on driving them. the bikes around in the ships? Yeah, that's what they do. They, like, fly across from one ship and then, like, blow a hole in the ship with their plasma cannons and then drive through them shooting plasma cannons into, like, final things and then flying out again. Oh, you crazy Mongolians. Yeah, the crazy Mongolians. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, cool. uh, that's going to be full on. I can't wait to see that army on the table, man. Uh, me too. And I've played Destiny. Okay. It's pretty gross. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I, would, I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah. Just kill it. Kill it all quickly. <laughs> um, so I guess last question here. Uh, tell us about your side of how we met. Okay. So how we initially met is I do believe we talked online before Kippers. Did we? Just briefly because like, um, we were talking about the rules for the event. Okay. Because we didn't agree. Because we, because we like, I was, because I was talking to everybody who was going to the event because some of the rules seemed a little bit off. And we got them fixed. But uh, I remember talking briefly, nothing, nothing full on. But then uh, when I, when I came there and I finally met you, uh, I said hi and we kind of put a face to the talking or whatever. Um, And I was actually blown away by the, how beautiful your mechanic of Marvy was. Thank you. Yeah. And I thought you were full of shit when you won the event and said, I never win anything. <laughs> that was a total fluke. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you're full of shit. Like, you stomped everybody you played. I <laughs> didn't. I, no, not at all. It was uh, it, that I don't know what happened there. Like, it really, it was just really good. I had really good um, pairing offs, like, you know, Facing Phil and his knights, my my 
that Mechanicum list did really well against vehicles. So I had that. I was able to take him down, you know, have a, co- a good couple rolls of shooting there at the beginning. And then facing Jeremy and his Iron Hands round two, again, lots of vehicles. And he we had just been playing a bunch of test games. And, you know, he's giving me a whole bunch of tips on how to use the Mechanicum. Because he's a mechanical player as well, and you know, suddenly I turned all this stuff against him, and he's like, "I shouldn't have, shouldn't have taught you all this stuff." <laughs> and then the, the last game against that demons player, it was oh, yeah. that was like it literally came down to a dice roll. Oh really? And, of my Atropos knight going up against a bloodthirster, D bloodthirster, and. I don't know how it happened, but I stomped the D-Thurster. And it came down to one one dice he missed. I was able to take him down. It was awesome. So, uh, yeah, random. But uh, I used all my good rolling for the next, like, six months or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Sure enough, the next game I played against Matt, I was just like, just watch. My dice are just going to be terrible and really they haven't improved much since kipper so (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um yeah that's when i met you kippers and then the thing that i remember most is because uh at that year's kippers you could like do random events to get points for trying new things oh god yeah and she allowed us to do chugging contests as one of the things so i had done a chugging contest against my friend scott and so we chugged a beer I won that, and then John West was just like, I'll chug you, but we chugged pitchers. Oh, yeah, I remember this. So we chugged pitchers of beer, and then I went to go play my game against Julian and his death guard. Um, and we, we had talked briefly, because like, we had shared a beer, and we were like splitting uh, pitchers because they were so cheap. And then I got another pitcher from our table, and then... I was drunk, and you saw me, like, bat my Xiphon and it broke oh, in yeah. half. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, what just happened? I was like, eh, whatever. I know. I just look in, like, absolute shock and fear and just be like, oh, no, model down, model down. Yeah. And so and you're like, I don't give it. You were, was, you were in very good mood at that time. I was in a great mood. Um, so... <laughs> I got drunk and I that game was funny because I had a, a Praetor like run through like three squads of Death Guard and then just get stuck in with a twenty man squad and just wouldn't die. <laughs> he probably killed like fifty models that game. Really? Yeah, like um Well that ar- yeah. That army can do it. <laughs> yeah, so I like walked up and then like hit a twenty man squad, charged my command squad, I killed a bunch of them and then they ran and I ran them down. So they kill the 20-man squad that way. Then they go over, kill a 10-man Devastator squad, walk over, kill a quad launcher squad, and then yeah. get in combat with a 20-man squad, and then kill almost all of them as well. Well, I think Julian starts off with, like, just 60 tax base in, yeah. with that army. And then, yeah, it's, like, 10 missile launcher dudes. And, yeah, that's... All the quad launchers. That's a. That's I. I've never been able to beat that that list with my Mechanicum. It's just not not just tool too to dudes. take down that many bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when it's... you get like twelve phosphate Fex shells on the face of your three hundred plus point mechanic yeah. arch, Archmagos, and he eats it round one, it's just like eh. 
that that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I ate him at uh, Kipper at Lancy actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. He couldn't deal with the uh, Lactorus Storm Squad. What? Is, I don't even know what that is. They're the Ultramarines specialty assault marines that have power swords and artificer armor. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I know what those are. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. Uh, so yeah, um, we uh, you saw me bat my Zyphon out of the air and smash it, and then we were doing like the big mega game. And I remember you laughing because at this point I had eaten chicken wings, had a hot dog and drank like a ton of beer. <laughs> and so it was super gassy and I was playing uh, all opposite side of uh filler up Phil Turner. <laughs> fill her up. He fill her up. And I kept farting on his side of the table. <laughs> and he kept saying, Oh my God, stop. And I was like, I can't handle it. I'm just super gassy right now. And I just look over and you're giggling. Um, and then I don't even remember saying I'm going to start a bath and go listen to some Chuck Mangione. <laughs> yeah, you were definitely lit for sure by the end of that. I was lit. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't remember saying that. And then when you reminded me, it like later, it like came back to me. It was like, why the fuck would I say that? <laughs> <sighs> well, you know, that was what, like probably – it was probably like seven o'clock mm-hmm. when we wrap when we wrap that game up. Yeah, I, like I would say at the earliest, and we the bar opened at eleven, and we were drinking all. Day. We were waiting at the bar for it to open. So yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, <laughs> and you and John were going. You guys were going whole hog. Oh, I love playing I, John. We always we we get we'll we'll get turned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, well, that definitely. He, he was he was a he was a fun uh, he was a fun guy to share the car ride down on. The, oh, <laughs> after bet. that, just gets into the into the car and is hosed for the hour and a half drive back down to Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so that was that was like how I met you was was after that, and then we just talked online and stuff like that, and just seemed to enjoy a lot of the same things and joked about the same kind of joking, and then. One of the big notable things was uh, it wasn't just you. It was also the, the friends you keep, like John and Matt. Yeah. So I remember when I met Matt at that Shadow that first Shadow Wars tournament. Because I stayed at your house, so I had like barely known you, and you let me stay at your house for that Shadow Wars tournament. Yeah. Yeah. And then Matt comes, picks us up, and we're talking about Chud, I think his name was. Oh, the legend of Chud. The legend of Chud. And like that just clicked with me like, oh, this guy is probably has exact same humor as me. And I just, yeah. Oh, man. Chud's going to love that he, you know, he's got this like little <laughs> following. Well, it's, I don't know. It's, it's like this legend of of the, the power gamer of Chud. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, just, like... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man mm-hmm. one day I'm going to have to introduce you to Chud <laughs> one day I'll, I'll meet Chud um, and, and so yeah like that was just it was just I was like yeah no this this guy I could be friends with this dude <laughs> and that was kind of what it started and then um, we had talked about like we had I had, we would work together to get like Lannacy set up and things yeah. like that and then 
um, I came up with the idea for the podcast because I've been wanting to do a podcast again because I missed doing it for the Malifaux one, the faux show. Yeah, and that was, I guess you brought it up at Lanasy, which was back in, was it April? I think so. April? Yeah, yeah, so taking a little bit to get us going, but yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, yeah, and so... We finally get it going. We finally got it going. We started with this is the first episode, so we'll we'll go from here. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I remember meeting you and enjoying your company. <laughs> right <laughs> on. A little bit about starting the podcast, which was I just uh, I wanted to do it, and uh, I felt you were the right man for the job. Well, I will, I will, I will try to keep up my my end of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, try to keep showing up. <laughs> Um, so I guess that like wraps up just a little bit about of us and how we know each other and enjoy each other's company. Um, um, we have, I have some pretty ambitious ideas for our, our community, but, uh, we can get into those later, uh, All when they're a little bit more solidified, but, uh, yeah, we kind of touched base about it because we're going to talk about what armies are doing, but we end up going way more in depth about it. We're talking about what are doing in our hobbies right now anyways. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, we can, you know, I think we'll definitely be talking about more of our armies and, you know, future projects and what we're doing and, you know, ongoing shows and whatnot. Keep people kind of in the loop of what we're doing and having some people on from the community and talk about what they're doing. And, you know, I think uh, maybe next next episode we should uh, break into... Maybe the players pack uh, for Kippers and yeah, that's about, a good idea. Talk about uh, you know what we're planning on on doing for that in a little bit more detail. Yeah, that sounds like awesome. And then yeah, just so the guys, this is this is our inaugural podcast. So it's going to be choppy at best. Let's uh, be honest. But uh, we, me and AJ, really want to bring you kind of a an in depth look at what gaming like is on the the west coast of canada um as well as you guys getting to know us our gaming habits and hopefully finding us entertaining and informative uh we both have ideas for um segments and little shows we want to do that hopefully i don't know put a spark or a light into your uh, personal hobbying but we hope to uh get people to come listen to us more often than not yeah, um, if you, uh, I guess we'll get some sort of, I guess, Facebook page or something like that going. But uh, if you're interested in events in the Victoria area, um, check out Victoria Heresy 30K uh, events on on Facebook. And there's also Victoria Heresy 30K on uh, Instagram as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, uh, in the near future, actually, I'm... My hope is I'm gonna start recording games as well. So whatever whatever outlet we're gonna get for posting up our shows, not just on uh, iTunes or whatever, uh, I'll be posting up uh, video recorded of games, and hopefully we can get a better quality of that as well. Sweet, that'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, maybe that's what we'll do for our first game that we ever play against each other. Is we'll videotape. It. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, I yeah, got a nice camera. I've been. Tweaking with it so it can look beautiful, and um, I intend to get some like uh, like throat shirt mics. 
Mike, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, so people can hear us. Yeah, and so we can and... practice our record our throat singing as well. <laughs> yes, we need to practice our throat singing. Yeah. We can just add that as the background <laughs> background noise to our heresy there games. I think that works. You know, yeah, some Mongolian yeah. throat singing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I am playing White Scars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so yeah, um, just a quick wrap up, guys. Um, I'm Teo, and that's AJ, and we probably sound very different, but we <laughs> sound like minded at the same time. Well, yes, we will. Uh, we will try to stay like minded. I think that will be hard to uh, to get off the beaten path there. So yeah, lots of heresy, <laughs> lots of chat, lots of. Talking crap. <laughs> That's it's going to consist of a lot of talking crap. Uh, yeah. The, uh, already with the, the small amount we've been able to hang out, we got some stories of like, what we went to that random like late night diner and oh, tried to. Yeah, we were talking about John's three, asshole being the eye of Horus. The eye of Horus. Yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> the dreaded wink of Horus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully we'll keep giving you guys great stories. I don't doubt we'll have an ample supply of them and uh, tell you about the, our future. Uh, yeah, so... uh, we're sorry to the Pluto staff, <laughs> late night staff there. Um, we, we will be back, and we're we're sorry for any future. Hey, that woman thought we were funny, <laughs> and she enjoyed that we were going to go read leather-bound books. It's true. We it's like you really, yeah. <laughs> we're really upstanding customers. You know, we tip well. <laughs> we did. We did. We're not we coming did. for the food. We're coming for the three dollar craft beer. Like, yes. let's be serious. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, have a great night, and we'll uh, hopefully see you on the next podcast. Keep your heresy hard. Hard heresy.